You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Man, I never thought that after all these years, we'd be getting so much Elvis. I was really at the point, I was kind of happy that it felt like everyone was like chilled out about Elvis. Because <laughs> I, I was born in 1970. I gotta tell you, I got real tired of Elvis. <laughs> you know, it was like, when he died, I was pretty young. And people, it's like they started talking about him even more. And it would not stop for like 15 years of just constant Elvis, 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 Elvis is the greatest. Elvis is everything. And I'm like, I like the Beatles. And they're like, shut up! So long as Johnny Neal is alive, Elvis will still be alive. You know, it just was so, it just, it was just too much. So, okay, I don't care. The only part thing even faintly connected to Elvis that I cared about at all was Priscilla Presley because she starred in the Naked Gun movies. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the Naked Gun movies. Sorry. Not sorry. But, they're great. But, you know, even Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, I'm like, this is, Way too long, certainly, but, and, and I think it goes downhill after a certain point. After the comeback special, you're like, okay, let's wrap this up. And it sticks around for another like hour and 20 minutes. You're like, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of good stuff about it. This is more the story of a uh, way I'd like to see a story of Elvis told where it's not just Elvis, it's somebody else's point of view, which is specifically Priscilla Presley and Sophia Coppola's film based on Priscilla. Priscilla Presley's own 1985 memoir, Elvis and Me, uh, just called Priscilla. And Priscilla is one of those people that for the longest time you just didn't really know that much about her and what happened behind the scenes. Cause, you know, obviously there was a lot of child bride creepiness and people going, yeah, they uh, started dating yeah. when she was 14 and he was in his twenties. This is not. Ideal. I mean, groomed when she was 14. Literally. Even saying dating is putting it a little... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of inherent creepiness to that, certainly. It's interesting that Coppola, rather than going for the throat of that creepiness here, is more interested in addressing it in a much more bigger picture way of like, this is a woman who took longer, a girl who took so much longer to become a woman because of what the situation that she was in, that she's a bird in a gilded cage, always wanting to be kept as sort of this eternal child bride thing. But it's about her transformation into becoming self-aware. And I think that that in and of itself is as much of a condemnation of the scenario that the movie necessarily needs. It doesn't want to be lurid. It doesn't want to get into the luridness. And this is why I defend Priscilla, because I think it's smart enough that it knows it does not want to be it doesn't want to just go and trash talk it. It figures its audience is smart enough to figure out what's actually happening here. But, you know, I'm not the only person on this review. Also joining me is Nathan. Hey there, mama. And, <laughs> and Sarah. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> hey now. 
<laughs> uh, we've got Jacob Elordi, who is dominating this month in theaters with both his role in here as Elvis and then playing one of the, the second lead in the movie Saltburn. Oh. Both times playing a character who is supposed to be so magnetic and sexy, women can't resist them. And when you look at Jacob Elordi, you're like, I get it. <laughs> he's fucking hot. He's I'm going to say He's it. a good looking, like, really tall hunk of man. I know him mainly as Nate from Euphoria, which kind of was weird to be in group chats where everybody was watching Euphoria and saying things about Nate, because I'd be like, people are talking wild shit about me while I'm at work. (laughs) I still, I only got 30 minutes into Euphoria, and I was like, this is not for me. Jump shit. I'm done. I'm like, bye. (laughs) Oh, it's great. Oh, I know people who love it. I'm not criticizing. I didn't even think it was badly made. I just went, yeah, I can tell by all the content here and the way it's shot that this is not going to be my thing. So I just I got too much other shit to watch. I want to watch. So I'm going to Batman out. Uh, Kaylee Spanny plays uh, Priscilla Pre- uh, Presley here, which she like, I, I don't think anyone remembers her from Pacific Rim too, but I remember but, her from bad times. Of Elle Royale. <laughs> yes. Elle Royale. Fucking great movie. Uh, not a great movie, but great uh, on the basis of <laughs> sex and vice, uh, she was in devs. She's been in a bunch of stuff in more supporting roles. This is really one of her first really big, like commanding the, the lead role. And honestly, she might get some nods this year. I mean, I'd be surprised if she doesn't get some acting. I nods. mean, she's a perfect Sophia Coppola protagonist. You oh know, yeah, like 100%. sort of dainty, contains power, but also you know, ugh, God. Yeah, in 1959, Priscilla was 14 years old. She was living with her family in Germany. She was a very quiet schoolgirl who didn't really have very many friends. Just kind of kept to herself. And she is at the local total 50s Back to the Future diner when uh, this military guy approaches her and says, hey, I'm friends with Elvis Presley. You know, he's here in Germany. Uh, he's having a party. Would you like to come to the party? And she ends up getting to go to the party and Elvis is smitten with her. And um, this started a long period of several years of, like I said, dating question mark. Because like. He was, according to Priscilla, although uh, some critics have said, I don't know how true this is, that there was no sex in their relationship of any kind before they got married. Just heavy petting and making out. Whatever it is, it was fucking weird. Yeah, whatever it is, is And the movie specifies in shows that whole situation for what it is, which is fucking weird. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't specifically address it though you know what i mean like they don't the characters don't verbalize it and i think that's one of those things because they like i said coppola knows her audience already knows this so she's like i don't i don't need to spell this out for you you can see it but at the same time she's also drawing it from the point of view of priscilla which is this is a disney fantasy this is the princess meeting the prince and getting whisked away it feels like magical kingdom because in priscilla's eyes that is what it was because otherwise she wouldn't have for decades, just let herself be this well, bird in a gilded cage. The whole movie feels like an ethereal dream where she's floating through the clouds and at any moment it could just go away for her. Be by being pushed down to the ground by Elvis or just, uh, you know, this relationship ending. And you get to see the allure of him because this movie certainly manages to display that and also the ways that she got mistreated and it doesn't really paint... It doesn't paint Elvis necessarily as, like, this, like, consummate, like, uh, or not consummate, but just this abuser all throughout it. It paints him as this really weird guy who manipulates his power without even maybe realizing it by putting on this, uh, not, I wouldn't even say putting it on, just having this sort of, like, himbo, like, oh, my mama just died and uh, I'm just really sad and you're the only one who gets me 
thing. And you really get to see through her eyes as a 14 year old girl, why she feels like the entire world has just opened up to her while it actually was more narrowing in on her. Yeah. Um, it seemed to me that they actually had sex after she graduated high school. That seemed like the defining line for me. Like, because all of a sudden, I mean, they're even in bed after that's over. And so I think that they, for some reason, like, that was his line in the sand where before it was weird if I'm going to have sex with this girl who's underage. But she's got a diploma now, so, you know, all bets are off. So to me, it seemed like that that was what was happening. But I think that this movie might have been better if Priscilla wasn't still alive. And so it would have maybe looked at it with more... Because as you guys say, it, it, it seems like it's a... Like, she's not portraying Elvis as a groomer. Uh, he was giving her pills. Yeah, I mean, I and Elvis is say. Elvis is definitely fucked up. Like, Tom Parker did a number on that guy. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, I get it that he has issues. And, you know, maybe he didn't think there was anything wrong with giving her pills so that she could sleep. For two days. Yeah, yeah. but also... Yeah, but also then giving her speed so that she could go to school. I mean, I mean, it's I just don't really think weird. Elvis was the brightest bulb in the house. No, and never have. I think he had some obvious talent for music, but not, you know, there's—he's almost an idiot savant in yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. just like, yeah, you. And he thought a lot of himself. I mean, the man was a, a classic narcissist in many ways, but he was too stupid to be uh, Machiavellian about his narcissism. Yeah, I, I it's, think. it's why I've always not necessarily like pushed back when people are like, "Oh my God, Elvis, this malicious man who has just plotted for years again." I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think all, he's ever plotted in his life. I think it was all just he's just id driven. I don't think he had enough super ego going on to yeah. be able to be more than that. Uh, which I mean is not necessarily an apology for him. I'm uh, just like he's just a fucking I, dummy. And I agree with what you're saying, Sarah. Uh, about the problem is that Priscilla is still alive here because even she, even though she's an executive producer of this, even though she had script approval, even though she uh, uh, like wrote the book it's based on, she still has come out saying, "Oh, this hot film is way too hard on him." And the oh, thing what? that you need to understand about Priscilla is that she and Elvis stayed friends after after the divorce, um, yeah. and she was put in charge of the entire Elvis estate. And I believe still is yeah. like, she is like the name Elvis is money for her. Like she is not going to be the person to call out while she's alive, you yeah. know, to like uh, bite the hand that feeds, which is still after all these years, yeah. Elvis. I mean, it's in many ways, it would be interesting to see a version of this movie where it reflected that bigger picture after she's dead in a way of going like, yeah. you do realize she's still in that cage in a way, yeah. you know, um, I, and it, it does. It, it's a very soft touch picture of the scenario. I think Coppola injects it with more than enough uh, visual flair, certainly. It's a beautiful looking film and great performances. And I think subtlety that I found it really charming uh, and impressive. But yeah, the, is it the truth? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to movies for the truth, sadly. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're based, you're doing a biography on a real person, I go, yeah, I kind of do want to see as close to the truth as you got, you know? <laughs> but 
Again, always hard to do that when that person is still alive and is involved in the making of the film. I'm glad it wasn't going for a more, that this particular film chose not to go for a but more by the throat approach, but I think it still gets its point enough across plenty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I love The Virgin Suicides, one of my favorite films, and I love Marie Antoinette. Um, and so I, going into this, it was like one of my most anticipated films of the year. And I came out of it just like, that's it? I I don't know. I I wanted to love it. And if you ask me, well, you are asking me, um, if I'm trying to point out what I think is wrong with it, I mean, as you said, it's beautifully made. It looked lovely, except for, did the picture seem dark to you? Or was she like Um, using maybe natural lighting more often? I think she used natural lighting. It reminded me a lot of the way how she lit the beguiled, which is a movie that is impossible to look at in a, in this room with full lights on, you know, maybe that's it then because, um, because where I saw it, I was just like, is it, am I just having a hard time seeing, but maybe it was just the way that she was shooting it. The performances are fine. You know, it's just, I, about an hour in, I started thinking, I wonder when this movie is going to be over. Hmm. And so, you know, so I I guess I put the expectation on it. And so it's my fault that it didn't live up to my expectation. Because again, I can't really point to one thing that I thought was wrong with it. It did seem a little bit repetitive. Um, And maybe again, if Priscilla was dead, and I'm not wishing her death, but maybe this film it might have she might have been able to do more more yeah. I, I don't know i don't necessarily need her to go after elvis uh because it's pretty clear that she was um groomed from a young age and when that guy came to her at the club or at that restaurant at the very beginning do you think elvis had spotted her and said to this guy go over to her and see if you'll get her to my party and uh, if maybe. so how many other women did he do that to yeah. to get to come well, to his party? So he clearly was a guy who, whether Elvis had spotted her advance or not, is a guy whose whole job it was was right. to get gut girls yeah. that he thought Elvis would think were cute to come to his parties. Right. Which is far from unheard of for any given celebrity yeah. during this period of time. But like the guy should like the guy knew she was fourteen. Right. Should have stopped himself right there and gone like, yeah, okay, you're not old enough to be. Right, but no part. one ever told Elvis no, and then yeah. I guess that's why Elvis or her dad finally said, "You need, I need to meet him," and then you know, stop. You have to come pick her up when you guys are going to go out. Yeah, but it's like if Elvis was dating your daughter, would you let her go and mm. like live they at his house? They paint that situation yeah. really well in the movie, though. I, was, I mean, I was kind of some level, but also. I always, I kept having to remind myself, it really was a totally different time. Like, yeah, it was yeah. not unheard of at all for 14 year old girls to be da- dating and getting married to 20 something year old or even older guys. That was not unheard of at all and not widely criticized either outside of maybe like gossip. Yeah. You know? So, and if they, if they would have put their foot down, she would have found a way to have gone over there and she would have never seen them again. I yeah. mean, technically the dad, uh, Elvis's dad had temporary custody of her yeah. when she went to visit for that week. So they could have just said, well, 
you know, let's just just stay here forever. But Elvis was, I mean, he was a man child and he was was. coddled from an early age. And yes, nobody said no to him because he he wouldn't know how to take it. He he didn't know how to take it. Yeah. You know, and he would just move flip from one interest to the other as much as he would flip from one woman to the other. In some ways, Priscilla was the fill in for his own mother. Yeah, where, like Priscilla said over the years, we didn't have that much of a sexual relationship ever. Even after we got married, sex was not something that we really did very much. But he clearly had sex with lots of other women. I, yeah. And I think Priscilla for him, like his, no, you have to stay at home. You have to be here. I, you cannot have a career. I just want you to be here for me when I need you. She's like a felon for his dead mom, uh, you know, yeah. ultimately. And I think that's what Coppola is focusing on here without overtly saying it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's go to final thoughts. Sarah, what do you think? Well, um, I don't know how much I can add to what I've already said. Again, it looks beautiful. The performances were fine. She probably will. Um, what's her name? Kaylee? Spinny? Uh, yeah. Spain. yeah. Uh, she probably will get some nominations. It already did fine as Elvis. I did laugh at his accent a few times, <laughs> <laughs> but he tried. Um, this movie is the absolute antithesis to the Baz Luhrmann movie, which, um, they spent a total of maybe two minutes on Priscilla, just that she met him at a party and then suddenly they were married. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? That movie spends two minutes on fucking everything. Right. (laughs) I was really upset about that. I was like, come on, at least be honest, Baz, really. So I was happy that, you know, this one was coming out. Um, but I, I I don't know. I just don't love it. I'm sorry, Sophia. Um, <laughs> having said that, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to give it that bad of a grade. I think I gave it a three on Letterboxd. So, um, and I know I gave Five Nights at Freddy's a three also, which <laughs> totally wow. different movies. That though. hurt me. So yeah, I know I gave that a zero. My son, <laughs> who has been waiting for that movie since like he's 13, he's been waiting for it for like seven years, and so he loved it. And so I was happy. Anyway, so this one, I, you know, I'm going to give it, I guess, what? I don't even know. Is a three equate to an eight? Six. Oh, a, whatever, no, whatever it's not think. a six, because that seems like... Um, I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten uh, false eyelashes that she wears. Uh, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Even with the one poignant scene <laughs> where she is... Her water's breaking. She's going to give birth. Elvis is running around the house while trying to get everything together for them to take her to the hospital. And what is she doing? She is calmly putting on her fake eyelashes and makeup. (laughs) And you're like, but you're about to give birth. What do you care about what you look like? It's because she has been so trained trained that no, you'd never go out in public without looking a certain way. Yeah. It's just, uh, Nathan, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily like that far off from where you're at. Uh, I, I generally thought this was one of Sofia Coppola's best movies. Uh, I've loved the ethereal nature of the entire movie. I thought the performances were great. Uh, my favorite thing about the movie is how much it did not rely on, like, Priscilla meeting her friend and saying, don't you understand this relationship is weird? Because, like you said, it trusts its audience so much throughout it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that this movie will get a lot of award recognition towards the end of the year. Uh, I'm not sure that it will necessarily have the best chances of that, but that's not even what we're talking about right now. <laughs> so I got to give this one, I'd probably go seven and a half out of ten dresses that Elvis said didn't look good on her, even though I think they look perfectly fine. 
All of them look good. Her yeah. War- yeah. That wardrobe in this movie was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a beautiful woman, and there's really very little you could do to make her not be look good in the clothes they had. Plus, the clothes in that period are so cool anyway. Yes. Yeah. I do agree there was the one dress. I've never liked those dresses where the, the hemline is right sort of right at the breast. The empire And then it yeah. hangs straight down. I'm like, that is, like, doesn't even, it literally hides your figure. Yeah. And I'm like, I've always been like, why would you wear that? I don't, I never <laughs> like that. So I'm with Elvis on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the colors were nice. Anyway, um, yeah, I found this like a, a fairy tale in reverse in a weird sort of way. Uh, it's definitely trying as much as possible to see things through her eyes, which is, I think is her reasoning by being so soft on the scenario, not being as overtly critical of the scenario and trusting the audience to, enough to figure it out for themselves of the soft lighting and uh, the sort of haziness of, of the whole thing. Um, it does really feel kind of like a fairy tale. And I found it really mesmerizing to watch. There's just this weird sort of AMSR-ness about this <laughs> film that I'm like, wow, I'm just sitting there entranced by it. Like, this is just really beautiful. But there's always this underlying current through the entire thing of this is bad you shouldn't this is not good this is a nightmare this is this is not uh yeah this is not a dream this is a nightmare like like when you have one of those dreams where you sense that something bad is going to happen um yeah i i don't know i really thoroughly enjoyed this movie a lot and i feel like it's going to take another watch for me to completely parse exactly how i feel about it because as i said nothing about this film is very overt it's very subtle uh it's very experiential i i don't know i liked it a lot i'm gonna give it uh eight and a half out of ten uh non-stop pool parties jesus christ that guy had a lot of pool parties <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love the pool party did yeah. you want to party somewhere else so by the way has anyone been to graceland no no that no. house is ugly as sin yeah. i would totally <laughs> live was- in it but that place is ugly. Also, I was like, I <laughs> always pictured it being a heck of a lot bigger than that. Well, it's it was it was remade for this movie. It was built for it, right? But I assume that's what it looks like, though. Like, I, I mean, I, I assume yeah. that that's basically the dimensions of it. And I kind of pictured something that was more of a sprawling like estate. And I'm like, oh, I've been to people's houses that are that size. Yeah, you know? there's houses like that, that just down the street from me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe Elvis wasn't all that great. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe you should listen to the Beatles instead. 